0: Live and on tape from the heart of the Silicon Valley, this is the Disturbance NBA Show. You know, I I really think we are the only NBA show in all of North America that actually would have the nerve to do an entire show dedicated to whether or not we believe that Kevin Durant can actually lead the Phoenix Suns to an NBA championship this year. I will give you my opinions on that. Uh-oh, plus, uh, uh, if you're wondering, what would Kevin Durant, because I'm sure you're wondering, what would Kevin Durant want to be called if he was a rapper? <laughs> probably Easy Money. Okay, Easy Money, you can uh, rhyme with that. Easy Money <laughs> or Slim Reaper or one of those, probably to pick between those two, or both. All right, <laughs> uh, Slim Reaper or Easy Money, uh, those are uh, great uh, rap names for Kevin Durant. Now, of course, KD at one point in his career was called uh, Slim Reaper, and he sort of brushed it off as a nickname. It wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a nickname he, he ever really embraced um, fully. Uh, Easy Money seems to be uh, a little bit more in line with who KD is as a basketball player. We are gonna get into Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, We'll cover some other uh, news and notes from around your National Basketball Association. If I see one more headline that says historic comeback, then we're gonna have to redefine what a historic comeback is in the National Basketball Association. I've got all of that, and of course, trust me, A whole lot more coming up on the big show. But right now, what I'd really like to do is hear, if I could please hear some guitar riffs. Live and on tape from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is the Disturbance NBA Show, hosted by Dave DeBombe. Now to the host who can't stop talking about hoops, players, coaches, and the good, the bad, and the ugly front office moves that NBA executives continue to make. Dave Dubois. Okay, so as I mentioned, uh, we are going to do Kevin Durant night here on uh, the Disturbance uh, NBA show. Uh, Towards the end of the show. We will talk just briefly about this historic comeback issue. Uh, Like, if we didn't have the internet today and we were uh, working things in the old ways we used to work them, which was basically reading a newspaper when it showed up a little wet and crinkled in the morning, we would be reading headlines that say, yet another historic comeback. We'll get into that uh, this one, this time, actually happened with the Brooklyn Nets against the Boston Celtics, who squandered a 28-point lead. That is coming up on the show in just a little bit. But first, Kevin Durant is a member of the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant is officially playing once again with the team. He's 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 out on the court. He, uh, Uh, Tonight is this late, super late on a Saturday night, bleeding into Sunday morning when I'm doing this actual recording. So um, he might have uh, played another game by the time uh, you hear this or see this. That being said, do I believe, Dave DeBaw, that Kevin Durant can lead the Phoenix Suns to an NBA championship? Now, I brought up the nicknames for a reason. Because, you know, one of the big knocks on Kevin Durant over the years has been the leadership question. The He's more of a follower than he's a actual leader. And and when you think about what a leader is, just think about your daily job and, and what you do during the day. Um, you can tell who the leaders are in your company and who the followers are. Uh, it's pretty obvious when you're um, looking at a NBA roster, and in the Phoenix Suns' case, if I were to pull this up, I would look at it and i say, well, is Josh Akogi <laughs> going to be a leader of this team? Um, what about DeAndre Aiden? Do we really believe that DeAndre Aiden is, is is a leader in the clubhouse, so to speak? What about Devin Booker? Look, we all think Devin Booker's a great basketball player um but is he a true leader is he somebody that can put an entire team on his shoulders during a playoff run and carry them all the way through to a championship and i think the answer on devin booker is yes if there are enough other pieces around him then of course you have chris paul on on this basketball team and i know chris is aged <laughs> he, he he aged a lot during the um during the playoffs last year Uh, I, I know he's sort of like not shooting the ball a lot these days, you know, as you get a little older and up there in age, the basketball, believe it or not, actually truly becomes a little heavier. Uh, So, so, uh, things have definitely slowed down a little bit for Chris Paul. That being said, I would say Chris Paul is a hell of a leader, probably one of the best leaders we've seen in the NBA in a very long time. But being a really good leader doesn't mean necessarily you're going to take a team to a championship, Dan Marino. Look, uh, leadership comes in all sorts of different shapes and fashions. And while you would love to have Chris Paul, who we really regard as one of the best sort of point guards and generals on a uh, NBA court over the last 15 years, and would consider him to be one of the strongest leaders in any um, basketball, and I'm using a baseball term, clubhouse, um, you would uh, think that um, that would be enough uh, to help this Phoenix Suns team go all the way. So the knock on Kevin Durant uh, historically has been that he's not a leader. And I think when you think of KD, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with KD being a... look. I don't know about you, but if I were starting an NBA team today, you know, Kevin Durant would definitely be one of the first three players picked, assuming he was entirely healthy. So do I think KD um, can take this Phoenix Suns team, a team that was actually in the NBA Finals two years ago, um, and get them back to the NBA Finals with with a roster that has, uh, let's just face it, when you look at, Uh, Jacques Landell, Damian Lee, um, Baisley, Sabian Lee, because you got to have more than one Lee on your team. Uh, And Isaiah Wainwright. And you look at the lack of depth. No offense to those guys. You look at the lack of depth on this basketball team. I don't know that we could actually um, put this all on Kevin Durant's shoulders if this team somehow didn't make it to a Western Conference Finals. Plus, I think it's safe to say that the Denver Nuggets will play better in the the playoffs this year. I'm not saying they're going to go all the way. If there was a team that you should be worried about, Phoenix – heading into the playoffs, it is a healthy Golden State Warrior basketball team. That is a team that you should be worried about, Phoenix, because the difference between the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors, assuming everybody's healthy, is that the the Golden State Warriors, and I am based here and I try not to drink too much of Steph Curry's Kool-Aid, but uh, they do play defense during the playoffs. Draymond Green is a huge factor, assuming he's healthy normally during the playoffs. So with that being said, um, a healthy Golden State Warrior basketball team will certainly get in the way of a Phoenix Suns team, led or not led by Kevin Durant, um, it, with their hopes of actually making it to an NBA Finals. So there you go. All things equal uh, I would take the Warriors ahead of the uh, Phoenix Suns this year, as great as Kevin Durant is. Now, if if there are lingering issues uh, with injuries on the Warrior team, and the and and they're not uh, t- entirely healthy when the playoffs start, um, then I would say that even despite the bench being as weak as it is, Kevin Durant and Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden. We didn't even talk about Cameron Payne, who's generally a good player on a second, on a set on a B squad, a second team that they would have enough. And there wouldn't be much actually standing in their way of making it to an NBA finals. Now, in terms of winning an NBA finals with that roster, three teams, there are three teams that they would have to go up against potentially Philadelphia, who is uh you know i love watching the 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 philadelphia 76ers play the the the, third, the second team is of course milwaukee bucks and the first team is the team that was in the nba uh, finals last year the boston celtics what the what the bucks and the celtics do that philadelphia doesn't do nearly as well is play uh, lockdown defense and so if we got into the playoff scenario, um, once again, everybody all healthy, you would you would be hard pressed to go with anybody other than Milwaukee um, or Boston coming out of the East. Then you've got a Phoenix Suns team in the NBA Finals once again, this time with Kevin Durant, but with a significantly weaker bench going up against a team that plays lock down defense and that my friends is a tough order for the phoenix suns so as, as 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 great as i think kevin durant is as much as i love his two nicknames uh easy money and the slim reaper and as much as i would love to be wrong about this i don't see a way in which the phoenix suns um are going to win the nba finals this year all right. Uh, so there you go. Those are those are my thoughts on on the Slim Reaper, uh, uh, Kevin Durant, um, and whether or not um, uh, he's going to go all the way in the uh, NBA Finals uh, this year. In case you were sort of curious, what does Katie actually look like in a Phoenix Suns uniform? Player Richards, the chance to get some minutes. Durant shows his defensive chops right there, gets the shot block, and turns the Hornets over. Skip pass, quick release three coming from Durant, splash down his first three-point attempt, and his teammates up off the bench. You know, I I, I saw uh, the Brendan Fraser uh, the Whale movie last night, the opposite of a Slim Reaper, and uh, um, I, and I have to say, Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, he, he scored 20 in his first or 23 in his first game at the Suns 20 the other night in a blowout against the uh, the Chicago Bulls, uh, which looks like a, a basketball team and organization that's going to have to once again use the R word and rebuild um, because they're just stuck in this no man's land of being good enough to beat the bad teams, good enough occasionally to beat the good teams but not good enough to really go anywhere anytime soon. They are in the NBA equivalent of no man's land. That is a bad place for an NBA franchise uh, uh, to be in. And it's a even worse place for a head coach to be sitting there in that type of spot. So real quick, uh, we wanted to, um, and, and that jump shot by Kevin Drez, just so sweet. It's just so easy money, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, lastly, tonight uh, or this morning, um, I would I would say that um, the headline game, the um, historic comeback. It it seems as if if we're literally as a society going to have a historic NBA comeback uh, every single week, then we can no longer call those things historic comebacks. Look, uh, uh, a week ago, the Dallas Mavericks were up by 27 in the first quarter against, or in the first half against the Los Angeles Lakers, the Lakers came all the way back. And of course, LeBron hurt his ankle and is out for three weeks now. Um, but they came all the way back and they beat the Dallas Mavericks in that game. And everybody was talking about, it, it was a historic comeback. Well, at halftime, the Lakers were only down by 14. So I think we need to really start to talk about historic comebacks in the context of when the historic con- uh, comeback actually began before we can call it a historic comeback. Now, I uh, the, the, the other historic comeback of the week um, uh, just happened the other night. And it was the Brooklyn Nets. That's right, my friends. Uh, your friends and mine. The team that you probably can't name more than three starters. Or probably, you probably hard-pressed to name anybody other than Spencer, Dimwitty, and, my, and Mikael Bridges as the starters on that team. Bridges, by the way, played 43 minutes in that historic comeback win. Look, Boston was up thirty-seven to fifteen in the first um, in in the first uh, quarter of that game. They they went up. Uh, they scored a couple more points in the second quarter, and at that point, they were up by twenty-eight points at halftime. During this game, the Brooklyn Nets had fifty-five points. Remember, they only <laughs> scored five points in the first quarter or 15 points in the first quarter. It's so had 50 uh they had uh, they had um uh 55 points at that point and at halftime they were down um uh 62 uh, uh excuse me 64 to 55. So they were only down by 9. And yet, I have to see headlines about the Brooklyn Nets historic comeback. I would say, if anything, this was more of an uncharacteristic Boston Celtic collapse. That, my friends, is how I would actually have written a headline, assuming the USA Today still actually had a sports section. All right. Um, that is it for uh, the NBA show, uh, the Disturbances NBA show. I'm David DeBaugh. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, We are on Spotify. We are now on iHeartRadio. You can also find the show on video on Spotify as well as video on our Disturbance YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed already, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. Of course, like the show and give us your feedback and any comments that you may have, good or bad are always welcome for the disturbance nba show i am dave debaugh wishing you all a tremendous rest of your sports billy wait the disturbance nba show is brought to you live and on tape from silicon valley and is a production of the mighty rip podcast network for more national basketball association coverage. Check out our big website at disturbance.live.